All right. Tell the world you're there, Barack. Oh, I'm just enjoying the music now. <clears throat> oh, wait. You mean it's not just listening to music? Hi, everybody. This is Barack Lurie. And you are listening to the Barack Lurie Podcast. Um, well, you know, <laughs> very funny thing happened the other day. And uh, this, is, this is about the role of apology in people's lives. And I think it's so powerful. People forget the role of apology. And we can talk about the difference between men and women because and, I, I want to I get there. But an interesting thing, a long time ago, um, I represented a client who was also a friend. And we got some nice results for him. And, but he got set back financially. And it was a little difficult for him to pay. In fact, very difficult. And then he, you know, he did pay me a little bit. He paid me a little bit. He tried and tried. And I kept on pushing for the money. And at some point it got down to, as you know, the, the account receivable was very low. And it was okay. And you know what? I should have let it go. I didn't. And I said, you know, I'll call him John. John, I really want you to put the money. Otherwise, we'll have to pursue uh, you otherwise and, and such. And he paid the money. Um, and I never heard from him again. And it was a shame. I, I think that was a big mistake on my part. And I thought about it over the years, and I gave him a call every once in a blue moon to see if we could get together and such, and he never returned my phone calls. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? I should really apologize. And I did. Out of the blue, I left him a message. He didn't answer my, my phone call because he must have seen that it was me. This is, I'm talking about many years later. It's about five years ago. And I left him a message and I said, you know, John, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I want to catch up with you and everything. But I also wanted to, I think I owe you an apology about something. So anyway, when you can, give me a call. It'd be great to talk to you. Get to, get, get to catch up. Well, sure enough, he called me up the next day. And he left me a voicemail because I couldn't actually reach his, I, you know, talk with him at that moment. But he left me a very nice, effusive voicemail talking about this and that and he was the CEO of this company and that company and everything's great and it's so nice to hear from me and uh, call anytime. He didn't even mention the apology and I called him back and we started talking and he was his usual gregarious self. He was all over the place and talking about all the fun things that were going on in his life and such and he's a nice guy and then I, and I said you know and, and John I just want to tell you I, I, I feel like I owe you an apology. I could have been more magnanimous about the small account receivable that you still had. And I, I kept on pushing it. And I, you know, you were going through a tough time in your life. And I, I really should not have pushed it. And he said, oh, well, no big deal. No big deal. And we moved forward. And not only that, but we had lunch yesterday. And um, he's got three cases for me. <laughs> and it's not that's not what I was gunning for. I wasn't gunning for that at all. I just felt it was appropriate to apologize. And now here we are, you know, friends again. And he's a great guy. I, re I really miss his friendship. And not only that, but I'm, I got three new cases with him. And he's recommending me to everyone. Anyway, it's funny how apology works. It's, um, I think people are really forgiving. What do you think? Yeah, much more than you'd expect. Yeah, much more. I think, I think that we all have a bias <clears throat> about forgiveness because we're so hard on ourselves that we think that everyone else is going to be as hard on us as we are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we, we, we feel that there's a great Simpsons episode where, where Bart is worried about apologizing because he destroyed his sister's uh, Thanksgiving artwork. <clears throat> and he's afraid. And you can see, and they go into his imagination about what it would be like if he apologizes. So you see him imagining himself saying, I'm sorry, Lisa. And then right away in his imagination, he sees his mother and father and a sister pointing at him and, and saying, you are weak. You apologize. Now we have you. Now grovel before me. Grovel. And you can see how terrified he is about apologizing because he's, he fears that reaction. And the reality is, and, and I think that's exactly your point, is that we're hard on ourselves. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Uh, I think people really want to forgive. It's, a, it's a, something very magnanimous about about people. And we think it also in terms of litigation, and, and I'm a lawyer after all, and so when somebody admits something, it's not necessarily admitting a wrong, but they're admitting that they were there at a certain time. That's, Or for example, or, or that they're admitting that they signed the contract or didn't sign the contract. That's not really admitting, an, it's not an apology. So, or to so, use the stiletto knife to cut off <clears throat> their ex-wife's head and right. her waiter at a Brentwood address. For example, then speed home right. to another Brentwood address. But that's that's only if he did it. Oh, <laughs> if he did it. <laughs> but you get the idea. Um, you know, I think oddly enough, I mean, since you brought up, you brought up O.J. Simpson. No, but, not him. <laughs> no, because you don't be sued for defamation, right? Um, <clears throat> no, but let's say, let's talk about O.J. Let's say that instead of this craziness that he put us all through. He, in the middle of the trial, simply said, I can't live this way anymore. I did that terrible crime, and I, I cannot say anything more than how gravely sorry I am, and what I did was horrible and wrong. I, I, I went crazy, and I killed those two people, and I will live with, it, with that for the rest of my life. What do you think? Don't you think, I mean, people, he should be punished, of course, but don't you think at that point? Well, I think, I think what needed to also be added to that yeah. is that he needed to explain to the court right. that the ex-wife had let the waiter drive his Ferrari. I see. And at that point, the <laughs> judge was said, case the smell. <laughs> I see. <clears throat> but you get the idea. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think people would be very, for, not forgiving necessarily, but they would respect I think that. I think there's a, a better mm. example because in, in O.J.'s I'm, case. I'm giving the and, worst, I mean, a right. crime and, of and, that right, magnitude. Right. We're talking about the worst high-profile murder in Brentwood, which has almost zero <clears throat> murders every right. decade right. Certainly in, one of in the, the history of Brentwood. Ever. But I think a, a better example to explore in the thought experiment is Bill Clinton. Right. Because if Bill Clinton, who was really, the whole media narrative is that Republicans are out to get him, and Rush Limbaugh is out to get him. Right. Blah, 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 blah. right. It was never the case. The arguments that the GOP had were merely policy disputes, and it was a far less uh, divisive time than, right. than now politically. And if Bill Clinton had just admitted and realized that the country was so much more forgiving about right, really intimate issues than there were. I mean, most of the problems caused in the, in the Clinton thing were caused by the cover-up right. and the obfuscation and then the uh, scurrilous attacks and demonization against the other side. And people would have embraced Bill Clinton for being incredibly courageous. Right, and, and that, that the Republicans were petty as a result. Right. I mean, they still try and, to and Hillary Clinton would probably be president today had he apologized. Right, I think that's because right. Because she would not have looked like such a, a sap for not divorcing him. Right. Right. And likewise with Nixon, had he simply said, yep, we did that. And uh, that's, um, <clears throat> that's what people do. They, they sometimes 
spy on each other. That's the, the, the normal stuff, and that's the way it is. And, and well, to, to Nixon's <clears> credit, <throat> this man actually resigned. Thank yeah. God. Right. I mean, because he spared the country an enormous amount of pain at a huge political cost. Because right. you can see the political cost that the admission can potentially do. Oh, it it uh, it changed everything in his uh, politically for 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 decades later. I mean, until to the till this day, people still talk about Watergate. You know, a Watergate style uh, scandal. Yeah, gate uh, is the is the that's right perpetual suffix for every scandal that's right. now. Even though it's just. It's a hotel. <laughs> it was just a hotel, you know. So uh, it wasn't it's nothing particular about gates <laughs> right. that are uh, you know descriptive of anything. So, but it was just a very, very interesting. And and, and going back to the role of apology um, and the benefits of apology. Sometimes, look, the other day, I'm not saying that that it, it changed everything, but the other day, a client complained to me. Um, it's one of my associates, but frankly, falls on me at the end of the day. Uh, did not uh, communicate uh, often enough, and it was not really there. And the associate, and I turned to the associate and said, "Have you been communicating with this client?" And he, and he said, "No, he's just being very ornery, and he's just very difficult as a client." And I and I called up that client and I said, "We're sorry. I'm sorry about this. It falls on me. We need to be on top of it. And if you're feeling that we're neglecting you, that's not a good thing, and we need to be part of that." And we need to remedy that right now. And I promise you that we will connect with you at least twice a month, and we will do so. Uh, so my apologies for that. And he seemed to be very very receptive to that. No problem. Okay. Thanks a lot for it. It does make me feel a lot better. And uh, now, of course, we have to follow through on that, but I think we will. And the reality is, um, you know, people don't perceive themselves the way you perceive, you, you decide that they are. So my example, my associate, um, who's younger than me, um, he decides that he's ornery. Well, I can tell you that that client doesn't think of himself as ornery. He thinks of himself as very reasonable and that we're the ones who are not doing the, the right thing. And perhaps that's the case. Maybe we were not uh, on top of our game, and, and frankly, perception is reality in many, many cases. And uh, I don't know that I blame the client. So, look, we're trying to improve ourselves. We always do try to improve ourselves. And, I, and I, one of the things I truly pride myself on as a lawyer is that I'm responsive. And if a client is telling me I'm not, not being responsive, I really want to respond to that. So um, I'm not going to tell him that we are responsive when he doesn't think we are. Uh, I think he appreciates us that we reached out to him, and he said so. So, um, we, But now the hard work is there, that we need to keep on being on top of it. But, you know, a lot of times just the <clears> outreach <throat> for many people is enough because a lot of times people don't have an intellectual or a realistic need. It's an emotional need. Yeah. And the emotional need of just being told... I acknowledge you is huge. That's right. that's why I came to you with the whole idea of the social media in angle that I approach it with, which is if you reach out to people and tell them I'm listening to you, right, just out of the blue almost, right, they suddenly feel acknowledged and worthy right. of of things that they don't make themselves feel worthy of because of their right. own self criticisms, right, and then they're much more likely to respond positively to you, right, from there on, right. And it's, it's similar to that. It's like they, the guy might be getting great service mm -hmm. to the best of the firm and your and the associate's abilities and all things. Right. But he just didn't feel it. That's exactly right. And the one call from you may have done the trick to just... That's right. That, that could be. And, and look, here, here's something that I always like to say. People never receive your insult the way that you intend 
that they receive it. So for example, uh, let's say you want to make a snide comment to somebody and you say, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a piece of work and, you know, frankly, I think, I think you're just a jackass. How about that? Okay. Um, do you think that person that is receiving that phrase, that, that sentence that I just delivered, do you think that he really perceives himself to be a jackass? Uh, most people <clears throat> don't. No. Most people, yeah. They will not. Well, well, uh, and, yeah, but you know something interesting, and this plays a role in it. Right. It could be that the person actually does think they're a jackass, and their own emotional self-talk, the right. little voice in their head, is constantly telling themselves that. Right. And then they get angry at you because you've hit on the truth. Right. That they're you've caught on to something. And that's true. Now, that's, now, that doesn't mean that you can't at some point call them out on something wrong that they've done. I'm not saying that. I mean, but there, there are ways of doing that, too, where you can say... Normally calling someone a jackass if well, you want exactly. a better... Anything out of them right. is not the best way to do it. Right. But. If, they're, if they're a jackass in the sense that they, 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 they said one thing and they did the other and they, they, they duped you into something, uh, there's another way I think that's much more killer, which is um, I'm really disappointed in the way you handled yourself there. It sounds like I can't trust you and um, I'll just know better in the future to, uh, to trust you to do anything. Yeah, because now they can't get angry at you. Now they're yeah. really just going to beat I'm, themselves. I'm but, taking responsibility yeah. for my feelings. And he goes, are you saying I'm untrustworthy? I'm saying I don't trust you. I'm not saying you're untrustworthy, but I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> you can take that for, for, for what you want. Um, and the point is... Rock is a mean, mean man. <laughs> no, I just... Relaying the facts or something, you know, it's, it's very powerful. So, but, but a lot of times your zinger is not received the way you think it's being received. That's my point. Likewise, uh, when it comes to apology, um, the way we are perceiving people to receive it is not necessarily, and this is the good side of it, they're receiving in a very positive way. They, they're, they're impressed with you when you do that. They see that you are stronger. You think that you're becoming weaker by apologizing. By contrast, but in reality, they, they perceive you as being stronger. And that's a very powerful tool to remember. Is it because of the, in the act of apology you're revealing um, uh, vulnerability and showing yeah. them that you're strong enough to be vulnerable and exposed? And right. And that you have okay. standards for yourself, that you set standards for yourself, and you feel like you're not, you've not met it. And people can always see your BS anyway. I've always said that. So you can hem and haw all you want to pretend that you didn't do, you know, uh, that you didn't do anything wrong when you did do something wrong. And then uh, they know you did something wrong, and they resent you for not, you know, admitting to it, and they resent you even further for hemming and hawing about it. Yeah, or communicating <clears throat> with an agenda rather than authenticity. That's exactly right. You know, when you want something else from someone, it, it's fine to have an agenda as long as you're, you say to them, I would like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people respect that. They might not want to give you that. Right. But what they don't respect is if you want something and you're just like telling them, well, I'd like this and that and the other thing. Right. And you're great. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but what do you really want? You know? <laughs> Right. People, and then when they find out, they feel deceived. Well, why didn't you just come out and say that? Right. Right. I, I, I really agree with that. You know? uh, like, for instance, <clears throat> not to talk too much on your podcast, but uh, I was in a um, dispute with someone, not a legal dispute, but someone who was upset with me. Mm. And they didn't just come out and say it. And then weeks later, I find out they're angry with me. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Right. Yeah, just tell it. Just, you know, just say it out. It's uh, and and some people the people are very passive or aggressive. Some people are weak. I mean, that's the reality. Is that they can't even tell you that they're upset with you. And, and there are there are, there are those people that, for some reason, they love holding a grudge, 
and um, and you you can say to them that you're sorry all day long, and they still want to hold the grudge. They feel better holding a grudge, maybe because they feel they have one up on you because you're holding something against them. Um, by the way, in Jewish tradition, as you probably know, uh, you apologize three times and you're done. Then it becomes the other person's problem, <laughs> which I love. That's right? really funny. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's part of the part of the culture. It's it's about moving on because it's it's there is always that person it's, that you uh, say I'm sorry, and then they they say well, humph, and they move along, and then and then you call them up, you know, maybe a week later, and say look, I, I apologized before, but maybe you didn't think I was being sincere, but but I am. I want you to know that you, I really value you. I'm so sorry for what I did. Right. And they still don't respond to you. And you do it a third time, and now it's official. You are officially forgiven. In the eyes of God, you're forgiven. And it's his problem now. Yeah. And I love that because it lets you move on. Otherwise, you just feel like you have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like paying a bill and then having the <clears throat> person say, well... You know, there's a surcharge for That's right, paying exactly the right. bill on time. That's right. And then we have the surcharge for paying the bill in full. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like just, dealing with a credit card company. It's, it's just mad. Now, here's a cute thing. I, I said that I would talk a little bit about the differences between a man and woman in, in the apologist, apology department. It's certainly related, but it's very different what I'm about to say. Um, <clears throat> when you and I, you and I are friends, and um, let's say you've, you've done something wrong to me. And uh, then eventually you say, hey, Barack, I, you know, I'm really sorry about, about that. What's my response? Normal, a normal male response. Well, you have a response that I haven't seen in people, in normal right. males. Just, is, just go with your gut. What most guys go, no problem. Right. You know, that's exactly you, right. Uh, being a, 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 the, the greatest man in, oh. on this podcast, um, <laughs> usually say, thank you for telling me the truth. No. Which, uh, oh, no, no, no. It, no, 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 no. If you apologize to me, I would never say thank you for telling me the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about um, – uh, I'm talking about if you are apologizing oh, to because me. Oh, you're right, because that's when I brought you bad news. Um, I've never I, apologized I, to you. Uh, I'd okay. Say, I, uh, I'd say no problem. Yeah, right? no problem. You would say no problem. If I if – I, um, I mean, the other day, for example, you came to this office and I was very late. And I said, you know, Ari, I'm, I'm really so sorry to make you wait. And you said, uh, no worries, no big deal. Yeah. Right? No problem. Say it. Absolutely. Something worse to that effect. Right? Yeah. Okay. Women don't do that. <laughs> right? They don't. And, and it's very different. And I, I ask any woman, I'll say, how do when somebody says to you, you know what, Jane, I'm really sorry about that. What do you say to them? You know what they say? What? Thank you for that. I appreciate your apologizing to me. That's what they say. And it's a very different response. I mean, the women listening to this podcast are, are thinking, yeah, that's what you say. You say, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, I, I, well, I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> so, I mean, right. It's, right. it's bizarre. I mean, I, 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 you know, and it's completely different, the animal. Uh, of, of, the act of apology well, I think is so ingrained. Yeah. Female-wise and male-wise, I and it's not as if they went to girls' school and learned how to accept an apology in girls' school, and then you go to a guy's school and you learn how to accept. Yeah, you know, it, it just 
it just seems to happen that way. No, it seems guys like it's biological no because it's almost like by that response they're internalizing the apology. The guy, right. the guy by saying no problem, right. is you don't need to apologize. It, you, hey, you were, don't worry about we it. We were cool anyway. You were cool then. You were cool then. I know, but it's not like you were eating yeah. in my car and dropped a, an In-N-Out burger on the <laughs> right. on the leather seats or something. You know. But that no problem <laughs> response does come back to what we talked about before, yeah. and that is that in reality. We are basically telling the person, when we say no problem or no worries, things to the worst of that effect, uh, we're basically we're acknowledging the apology. Yes, it, 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 maybe they deserve an apology, but we want to make it easy for, right. the, for the other guy to apologize again, to, to not feel bad about it. Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, no worries. That's cool. But, but he did apologize. It's not as if he shouldn't have apologized. But we're basically saying, that's cool. We're, we're moving on. Not, not a sweat at all. Now, if you do exactly the same thing later on, you can be upset about that, I suppose. But the reality is we try to make it easy for ourselves to, to apologize again. Yeah. Uh, for women, I, I think it's more of a process. They're more involved in process than we are. Uh, women like process, and they're all a lot more about feelings. And I'm not saying it's worse or better. But process is very important to them, and feelings is very important. It's to actually them. better because a woman, at least <clears> in the case of my wife and my children, uh, right. or girls, it, it's they seem much more comfortable mm -hmm. with feeling an emotion, right? Internalizing emotion, expressing an emotion. When we say no problem, I I just thought of the sort of what I'm feeling is when guys feel emotions, right? It's on the battlefield, right? <laughs> it's when our football team got cheated because of a dumb penalty. Right, right. And, you know, yeah, big things. Uh, uh, trauma. The really big thing. Our mother yells at us. You know, we don't want right. feelings, you know. Right. But, you know, our sisters, wives, mothers, children, daughters, right. you know, they, they can feel things and it's okay. So they can internalize these feelings and right. express, yeah, I'm feeling your right. apology. And well, it's kind of like crying, right? I mean, yeah. guys can cry, but only under extreme circumstances. Yeah. Uh, an extreme pain or the loss of uh, a father or, or mother. Can I tell you? Then you're allowed to cry. Can I tell you the last <clears throat> time I actually cried? Yeah. And before that, I can't even remember. Good. I, my wife can verify this. I cried the day Larry Elder, in December 2008, right. announced he was leaving the radio. Oh, yeah. I, I actually cried like I had been to three funerals of close relatives <laughs> in the last, like, year and a half. Of, no crying. I, it's not that I didn't feel anything. Right, right. But, you know, no crying. Larry Elder says I'm leaving. That's, yeah. funny. <laughs> That's very funny. But, but but your point is well taken, which is it has to rise to something so extreme that makes you cry. And women are, are more ready to cry at, at other things. Uh, they, they see something beautiful, they'll cry about that. They'll see something slightly sad, they'll cry. Um, and, and when they're happy, they'll cry. When they're sad, they'll cry. So, <laughs> right. so I, and I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it's the same sort of thing in terms of feelings. When do you express your feelings? And there's a lot more feeling exchanged among women than it is among guys. Yes, we have feelings. Of course, guys have feelings. But it's at a very different level. And uh, we kind of want to just kind of get things done and move on to the next thing. And uh, that's just the way it is. So anyway, I just I love the distinction between, um, the, you know, apologies between men and women. It's, it's a beautiful distinction, and it really manifests itself very clearly in the, in the way of apology. Well, can I ask you a quick question about yeah. your first story today? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about this friend who right. you pursued the action, perhaps inappropriately, or perhaps overzealously. Right. I, and then I, you I made, a mistake. made the apology, and then right. he contacts you. 
this gets into an interesting lawyer philosophical mm. question, I think, which is, would he have offered you those three cases of mm. probably people he very much trusts and wants to be in good legal hands if you had not as zealously pursued the rather small claim Oh, I see. Showing what a brilliant lawyer you are. Oh, I see. And how relentless you can be over small things. Oh, I see. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. It's kind of taking us outside of the topic of where we are today, but I, I understand what well, you're saying. Well, the topic is always what we, a great lawyer. Right. Oh, weird. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, if you're saying, <clears throat> you know, Barack is meticulous and he'll, he'll get, you know, he's organized, which I am, but... I don't think that's the reason why he recommended. I think he he was happy to be back in the friendship, as I am too, and he wanted to kind of reconnoiter in that department. I, I don't think it had anything to do with it. Uh, how how zealous I was going after the the account receivable. I think I think if anything, he was happy with the way I represented him in the underlying case. Yes, that that I think uh, you know if I if I represented him very poorly, he would have. Um, not recommended me, yeah. but I represented him very well. And that's part of the reason why I was able to to ask him for the money. <laughs> right. I suppose I, you know I got a good result from me. I yeah. like the I money. Did a back, good please. job here. Yeah, please. Work's yeah. done. Everything shiny. Yeah. Know. So anyway, apologies is very important. Look, apology moves us forward uh, in many ways, and and this is where I want to wrap it up. It moves us forward. Um, it, it cleanses the soul a little bit. It uh, if you're feeling some pain out there with a friend out there that that you feel you could apologize to ask yourself the following question is this an opportunity for an apology if the answer is yes then then apologize uh it might it might just work out better than you may think all right well this has been the baruch Lurie podcast and uh, thank you so much for listening We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week.